Welcome to the latest episode of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This time around, we are taking a look at Devil's Advocate. So this is actually more properly titled The X-Files Origins, Devil's Advocate. This is the story of teenage Dana Skelly and what she was doing in the spring of 1979 while... Fox Mulder was experiencing the Agent of Chaos story that we covered in our last podcast. This actually very nicely mirrors the Mulder book, probably because they were planned together and released on the same day. So even though they were written by two different people, the other by Cami Garcia, this by Jonathan Mayberry, who invited Garcia to do the Mulder book, these do feel like they're of a piece. While the Mulder story involved him looking for mundane solutions to the crime and discovering the first hints of government conspiracy, in this one, teenage Dana Scully finds out that there appears to be a serial killer on the loose in her hometown. Well, not her hometown, but in her current town. The family moves a lot with her father in the Navy. And it's during the course of this that she starts to see visions that tie in with her spiritual beliefs. And her sister Melissa introduces her to some local psychics, and she really starts going down that path. But since this is the formative years of Dana Scully, as would be predictable, she does ultimately solve the case, and in doing so, proves that it has a rather mundane solution. So this does certainly feel in character. I admit it took me a while to really get engaged with it because it does start off heavily into Scully's spiritual beliefs. That is completely precedented in the series. There were a number of episodes that dealt with her spiritual beliefs and how it all ties together. They just never really connected with me. Perhaps because... Scully, to me, is the skeptical viewpoint, so she would have been the one of the pair that is more likely to be the atheist, as opposed to Mulder, and that was apparently heavily debated in the writer's room before the ultimate decision was that it was more important to have Scully be the point of entry character for the audience. So in that particular conflict, they placed Scully on the side of the majority, and since the majority of the viewing audience at the time was, or at least was believed to be believers in some form of Christianity, that is where Scully came down. So if anything, the predictability of that twist and the fact that it's going to lead to a mundane ending is what ultimately hurts it. Overall, it is well-written, it is engaging, If this is your first exposure to the character, and it could very well be, it is a well-written prequel in that regard, then it's probably going to have more tension, and it's going to leave it open for more possibilities, knowing that this is feeding directly into the Scully we know, knowing that Jonathan Mabry edited the X-Files comics that were coming out through IDW before this was published, and knowing how well the characters were represented in those X-Files Season 10 and X-Files Season 11 comics, I found that there was almost no suspense and 
could point to who the actual culprit had to be just to maintain that consistency that Jonathan Mayberry was obviously going to provide us given his track record. So really that's my only complaint about this is that you know how it's going to turn out. That said, the actual mechanics of the writing and how well it works, especially when you get into the second part, it is split into three parts. As you're building into part two and part three, it gets more and more engaging just because of the quality of the writing. So even though I was confident that I knew where it was headed, it still kept me interested in reading to see exactly how it would play out. Kind of like a Columbo where you know who the killer is, but that's not the point of the episode. So all in all, this actually is a well-done novel, and unlike some of the other short stories that I have read and we will be discussing in the future, it does feel completely consistent with the characters that we've seen on TV. And that's not just Dana. That's Dana, Melissa, Charlie, Bill, and Margaret Scully. All of those characters are well represented here. So really, at the end of the day, that's what it boils down to. If you have any interest in reading a book about teenage Dana Scully, check it out. I read it through Scribd, S-C-R-I-B-D. You can go to Scribd.com, get the app. It may also be available through Kindle Unlimited and other such ebook subscription services. Scribd happens to be the one that I am on, so I know it is there. But if you're on any other ebook subscription service, you can probably find it there too. And print copies were available when this was published in 2017. The official website is no longer active, so I don't know if they've gone to reprint or if physical copies are still available outside of the used book market. So that is all we have to say about the X-Files Origins, Devil's Advocate, and join us again next time as we visit a short story titled The Beast of Little Hill from the collection Trust No One, which was published by IDW Publishing on July 26, 2015. So please come back in two weeks' time and join us for that. Thank you for listening.